The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. The playoffs are here. And that means playoff picks. This is the first live Pick 6 Podcast of the decade. Think about how special that is. Soak it up for a second. Then go to YouTube.com slash CBS Sports and subscribe to see the enthusiasm and excitement of the first live Pick 6 Podcast of the decade. Across the faces of R.J. White and Pete Prisco as he types on his phone. Hey, uh, are you? I'm looking for my picks so I can remember what I got. Are you uh, still sick, Brinson? Uh, my voice, my vocal cords a little funked up, but I'm not sick anymore. Okay, he sounds bad, Why? doesn't he? That's fine. Does he? he what loud. do you suggest? Turn him down a little. He's you loud. Suggest that, you suggesting I got a New Year's Eve flu or something? Oh no, I'm sure you do, but this is you got something <laughs> else going on. I'm sure you had a New Year's Eve flu. Did you? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Nothing uh, to bloody carry on New Year's Day brunch can't handle. What did I have? Did I have a New Year's Day flu yesterday? Uh, nah, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't like a couple weeks ago when I had Thanksgiving Day flu. That was a bad one. You got hungover on Thanksgiving Day? Yeah, we went out. You know, the night before Thanksgiving is a good night to go out. Yeah, we used to do that in high school, or I mean, I guess college. Yeah, my my voice is still a little messed up. My parents were like, "What's wrong with?" You? My parents came in today. Um, if you're listening to this on the podcast, it's Friday, January 3rd, right? Yeah. It is. It is. This is my son's sixth birthday. Well, happy birthday, little man. Yeah, Robbie turned six. He's very excited. You know, um, we say we didn't say Happy New Year to each other. Happy New Year, Pete. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Brinson. But if somebody says Happy New Year to you two weeks from now, is that okay? No, it would be like going up to the podium on January 2nd and telling everybody Happy Thanksgiving. Right. Like, uh, Ron saw, Rivera. Right? Yeah. yeah. Snyder, yeah. So. Dan Snyder so, did that for Ron Rivera's yeah. introduction yeah. to Pascal. First off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. So would you, would you, is it, can you say happy? No, you get happy, to the weekend. You get, if you want to say it on the weekend. You got to this fine. weekend, right? You then you're done. Monday, it's done. We're, we're in the middle of the year now. I agree. I mean, I guess theoretically, if you saw somebody you see frequently, like let's say you're all, let's say you took a week of work off after like, January 3rd and, and then you came back. And so like the first time you saw somebody at the office for the first time was on like January 7th. I, I think you go happy new year. You know what today is today's not happy new year. Today's I'm coming back to work. I'm a curmudgeon day for a lot of people. Like January our 2nd. office, our office was empty for how long? 
Um, since the 23rd. Yeah, since like a week and uh, No, even the Friday before the 23rd. So it's been a w- empty. Because uh, yeah. the- normal, normal workers, for HR reasons, get Christmas and New Year's off. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're not normal. No, we're not. I suppose technically you could, you know, complain if you wanted to. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying in any office building. I mean, today's I mean, the like, day. Today's the like, day. Like I, I was in another office building today and I could tell people were a little down. The holidays, they get so up for the holidays and they're over and it's just one big giant letdown. Mm-hmm. Then there are those of us who could care less. It's just another they're, day. They're over. Well, well, there's also, no, it's sort of like, um, you know, like you're, you know, it's the startling realization that you got to get your life back together after, you know, letting it all sort of hang out for the holidays. You got to oh, start working out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Fat, fat ball. The combination of fat ball and the holidays has destroyed me. I'm so fat right now. Oh, me too. I started today though. What'd you do? Had a hard workout this morning. My, one of my, one of my goals for the entire rest of this year is to eat a salad. One meal will be a salad every day. One meal. Is that doable? Yes, that's easily doable. It's not easily doable. You get, get sick <laughs> of salad. But after the you... holiday, after the holidays and the way I ate, my body was craving the salad today. Give me more, you big load of garbage. Give me more. That's what it said. Clip you know that. the feeling, Brinson. I can see you there. I'm feeling it right now. My parents came in town for lunch on Thursday, and we got um, this, we got these sandwiches from this place called Linus and Peppers, and it's, it's like the best sandwich place in Raleigh. But they were just like, like my wife and I split a Cuban and we split a Reuben. Oh my god, I'm so just obscenely full right now. But it was delicious. Anyway, all right, let's get to the picks because I'm on fire. Are you? Had a good couple of closing weeks. Didn't catch me though. I went six and three last week. Thank the Broncos. Thank the Broncos. Thank the Broncos. Yeah, because I had the Broncos. It would have been six and two. I would have caught RJ. I had the Broncos too. I think I went five and four. It's okay. Um, we're going to start new for the playoffs. I won the regular season. No big deal. Wasn't close. Pete finished third. RJ finished in the middle. It's all good. Um, are, we put, are we putting any uh, dollar value on the, the playoff contest like we did a year ago? Uh, we can parlay, talk about it off, it, off air. Huh? In fact, talk about parlay, it off air. The parlay, fact, the parlay was gold. That that Denver game was uh, look. We should have hit that parlay. Right. That was that was a hit me, parlay. Um, let me just dig through our Slack archives and see. RJ, six forty-five p.m. Eastern time, DMs me. Are we going to hit the parlay this week? You mushed it. You mushed it. That's the question. RJ, you mushed the parlay. Any of those, all three things were going on right now. Like any of them could have turned around. No, Baltimore was done. The Baltimore part, Tennessee was done. Anything could have happened. RJ was me. RJ mushed our our three team parlay. I'm sure Oakland stopped trying when they hopped into my Slack private channel with No, but it's just the the whole (laughs) talk of it. You mushed it. No, I didn't. Mush. Usually I'm the mush. He mushed us. That was a winner. Fans, get mad at RJ. He mushed it. I wish I had that kind of power because we're going to see my first pick this week. I'm trying to exhibit my power of saying what could happen. In so that would have been a winner if 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 they don't have that uh, bad penalty on the sideline like and everything. Was there. That was ridiculous. The Broncos, there's no reason the Broncos shouldn't have covered three and a half. They dominated that game. They were slaughtering Oakland. By the way, the, t- the parlay was Titans minus three and a half, Ravens minus, plus two, and then Broncos 
minus three and a half. A money well, when line. He, when he was kicking the field goal, I knew it was rotten because either way, he was going to miss it, give him field position, or he makes it and they're going to let him go down and score anyways and they'll win by three. So once he started kicking the field goal that game, that thing was rotten. Well, and they had, did they, did they give him an attempt? Was the field goal from 57? It was long. I don't know what the yardage was, but it was long. Mm-hmm. We had three and a half on the screen. I, I was pretty sure it was three though, because I want to say it was the last game on our sheet and San Fran was before it. One of those was three. One was three and a half. And I'm pretty sure San Fran was the three and a half. I thought it was three and a half. I thought we had three on the, but either the way, contest line. three, three and a half. It's still, it's still rotten. Didn't matter at the end. Yeah. I mean, when they went for two at the end, that's when it was like, Oh, we're not going to get a push out of this. No, obviously. No. Well, you knew they were going to go for two, too. It's like, as right. soon as oh, yeah. 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 Why uh, play on? The game didn't mean anything. All right. Let's, uh, let's get the playoff picks. It's wild card weekend, Saturday night, CBS, CBS, a Saturday night playoff game. Feels yeah. weird. That- Love it. They've had them before. Best um, one on the slate, not, too. It is the best one on the slate because it's on CBS. Um, here's what we're going to do for the playoffs. The three of us, each week, we have a, we're going to start the playoffs with a $1,000 budget. And we have $1,000 to spend. A fictional $1,000. A fictional $1,000. There's a chance that the three of us might put 50 bucks on this contest, and then the winner gets 150 bucks. But the way it works is, like, I could right now put $1,000 on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. If the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, I'd win... $4,300 total. If Pete and RJ finished with less than $4,300, I would win. So whoever yeah, but has that the wouldn't most- be, that wouldn't be good for yeah. this. But then he'd have to shut his mouth for the next four yeah, weeks right. when it came to so playoffs. Me and RJ would have your podcast. Who, who's the real winner at that point? We don't have to listen to Prince. You know what? Before. Put $1,000 on the Chiefs so we can have the parlay, uh, the podcast for the whole time. Shut your mouth, Princeton. <laughs> so I'm going to put a thousand dollars on the Chiefs, and then take a vacation for a few weeks. <laughs> no, you're not going to take a vacation. No, you're you got to sit here. And, here. You got to sit here and shut your mouth for once. Oh, God. Bobby awesome. Babble will not be able to babble. He would never be able to do it. <laughs> I give him like two minutes. Oh, there's no way he could sit there and not talk. Not a chance in hell. Right, but the point being is like now if you put a the point being is like if I put a thousand dollars on the Chiefs, I can't bet on anything else for the rest of the playoffs. Right, That's and once your thousand is gone, you're done. Wow. Now, if you keep winning, you then you can you can bet whatever you want that you do have. Do we want to make it? Um, do we want to make a buyback? No. No. Okay. You're gone. You're just, gone. If you buy back, you just put another fifty bucks in. Hypothetically. No, no, you're gone. You're gone. Okay. Um. So we get, we you can bet on player props. You can bet on futures. You can bet on See, the game. You can bet on the this total. Was, uh, this was up right up my alley because I won last week. Mm-hmm. And somebody somebody's still I'm still looking for somebody. Who, who kind of walked out the door without giving us a little. <laughs> the reverse, like, gold watch situation. He left and he took all your money. So, anyway, that's the setup. If you want to play along, um, I don't know how you would do it. You should have some way to play along. Tweet at Will Brinson your picks. Yeah, sure. tweet at Will Brinson your picks. Yeah, tweet me your picks and we'll record it. He, you gotta... he lives on Twitter anyway, so he'll get them. Yeah. Yeah, or go, if you go, go to the Facebook group. And, um... You can do the playoff pick them instead. That's what just, you can just do that. I mean, that, that was not a bad thing to do. Uh, if, uh, if you want, go to cbssports.com. I, I think it would be fun Ash. to go to your Facebook page and, and put on, um, some, their, their thousand mythical, uh, fictional yeah, money and play along. What he's trying to do is a promo of the CBS Sports playoff pick em game. Let him go ahead and do it. Okay. Well, that's a great game too, but this is a different game. Hey dudes, it's almost time for the playoffs. No, I'm just kidding. They didn't write that in the play, the program. That'd be funny if they did that, right? You ready for a rad playoff game, Pete? Um, 
It's not the actual promo, sorry. Whether you want to pick the games or for cash or compete against friends, we have you covered either way on our new playoff pick'em. Enter the playoff challenge for your chance to win five grand. All you need to do is pick the winners, and the champ walks away with five grand in cash. Second, get your friends, family, coworkers, or anybody that loves football involved by creating a fully customizable private pool. You'll be full control with options to choose the matchups you want to include, how to pick, scoring, and more. The best of all is that it's free. The playoff pick'em. Totally free. So visit cbssports.com slash playoff or download the CBS Sports app now to start your pool and play for $5,000. Um, but yeah, if you want to do, if you want to play along in this game, go to, uh, go to our Facebook group, Big Six Podcast Facebook group, and you can leave in a comment your picks for each week. And we'll, uh, Debo says you got to start a thread. Everybody can throw their, their picks in a comment and, you know, be sort of honor system, like tally up your picks and we'll start a next week thread and you can just, you know, reference whatever you made and we'll find a winner. We'll, maybe, we'll... maybe the winner gets a sharp hat that I saw on one of the, uh, the live podcasts. I had Sean it on. I had it on the other day. He got one. That'd be a great prize for the winner. Oh, you know what? Uh, Debo, I don't know if we've given away all of them yet. Uh, RJ needs one. RJ puts up with a lot of my crap. <laughs> it's a great hat. We don't, give, we don't want to give them to people who don't really think that I suck, but that, you know, are probably annoyed by me 75% of the time. So like you qualify RJ, Pete, uh, Eric K qualifies Debo, you know, but I don't think the fans really dislike you. That's, that's the thing. That's why the hat doesn't work. You don't really, no, 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 no. The, the hat is, it's, we were doing a Brady Quinn show and I said, my wife's walking around in a Brinson sucks hat. And she was like, you might want to think about what you're saying there. And I was like, oh, right. But no, she calls me Brinson. It's not like that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, see but, we... but I'm, I'm saying, but the, but people don't dislike you. You're likable. Yeah, I think so. Punchable, but likable. Yeah, but it's a collector's item. It's the hat like that me, showed up on the picture. If you had a Frisco sucks hat, it would go viral on the mm-hmm. internet because people would want it because they hate I was, me. I was doing, what was I doing? I don't know why they hate me. I'll, I'll send out a tweet just to irritate people and then it goes, oh, it we, goes, we know. It goes oh, I was nuts. doing, um, I was doing Nick's radio show and we had a guest on. I can't remember who, the, who it was. We were like, I was like, yeah, Nick and I are on this text thread with Pete Prisco. The guest goes, <laughs> like, like the way he said, or he said, however he responded was like, like that sounds like, that sounds like hell. And we we're like, well, he, it is. We love Pete, but it is hell. He laughed. I can't remember who it was. And who that? Laughed. You better find out who that was. I'm going to hunt him down. <laughs> and block him on Twitter. Yeah. Um, See ya. Let's get, <laughs> See ya. Let's get to the games. So here's how we're gonna do it. We will um go over our you know thirty thousand foot viewpoint shot of the of the game and then we'll dive down into some player props as well. Bills and Texans, the first game on Saturday on ESPN, simulcast on ABC as they finagle their way for better action on the next CBA collective bargaining agreement. Texans minus two and a half. The over-under Pete of the fourth inaugural, fourth annual Bill O'Brien Bowl uh, is uh, 43. Bill O'Brien appears on Saturday afternoon on ESPN every year when he somehow wins a division. This time he's at least got a decent quarterback. Sounds like Will Fuller is trying to play, but it's a long shot. And it sounds like J.J. Watt is going to play and will play quite a lot. The money line here, Bills plus 125, Texans minus 140. I know, I mean, I, could have, I didn't need to see your picks to know which way you're going here. I'm going with Buffalo Bills, and I'm taking them on the money line. I think they go in there and win this game outright. Look, you have the better defense. You can run the ball. I think they're going to be able to run the ball. I think Allen's going to be able to make plays with his legs. Last time he was in Texas, 
on Thanksgiving. He was phenomenal that day against the Cowboys. Yes, Watson is good, but I think the Buffalo defense is outstanding. Uh, and I also think the offensive line has regressed in the last month in front of him. Uh, I do believe that Buffalo goes in there and wins the game. So as one of my picks, I have the Bills on the money line for 100 of my 1,000. I hope you're right, because I have, but I have the other side. I have Texans minus two and a half for 200. This is my best bet of the week. Uh, the Bills have struggled against playoff teams. They're one and four this year against playoff teams. That one win was against the Titans with Marcus Mariota, which is not the Titans that made the playoffs. It's a completely different team. So I would argue they're 0 and four against playoff teams. Uh, Texans have a massive strength to schedule advantage too. If you look at DVOA, the Texans are sixth in the league while the, uh, the Bills are 30th. And I think that, that, when you have that such a disparity, that's the kind of thing you want to play in a playoff game. Cause, these teams have built the same records, but the Bills have done it against weaker competition. Um, Texans also have more playoff experience. We talk about the Bill O'Brien Bowl. They're here every year. This isn't going to be a big spot for them. I mean, that could matter in a close game. Bills kind of showing up. Josh Allen in his first playoff game. We just don't know how he's going to play on the road as much as I like that he has improved this year. So I just like the Texans being experienced, not having to lay the full three. Uh, love the Texans minus two and a half. Who's the better coach in this game? Oh, definitely McDermott. I would agree. For sure. I would agree. Willie Boy? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I was jumping up to grab a remote. I didn't think RJ was going to stop talking. Um, I Look, I thought you'd keep going talking about Josh Allen. Or I thought you'd come back and be like, you know, I love – this is why I love the Bills. I, I, I'm right – now I'm worried. I thought that I was ahead of the – I was like, yeah, the ten, the Titans are the trendy underdog. I'm fading the Titans. The, nobody's on the Bills. Um, I was wrong. Turns out everybody's on the Bills. That's concerning, right? For sure. Yeah. I don't like, – I mean – I don't want to be where everybody else is. I just think Buffalo is the better team, and I think they're going to win the game. I, I think that, too. All right, so let's say Will Fuller doesn't play because it's supposed to be a long shot he plays, and J.J. Watt does. Yeah, but what are you going to get from J.J. Watt? You have no idea. Right. No idea. I'm just wondering, like, what is the – because to me, what's the game script I'm seeing in my mind is that the Bills come out and do what the Colts did to the Texans on that Thursday night game where they're like, Hey, we, you know, we'd love to play this whole game if everybody runs the ball 60 times. And, um, the Bills are able to run the ball pretty well, Devin Singletary. The Texans are not able to run the ball very well. Um, JJ Watt will, like, their defense went off a cliff when he got hurt. But he's been really hurt. I mean, look at this injury history. I mean, on, which you can see on YouTube, you know, Torres Peck in week eight. There's a chance he can re-aggravate it this week. Uh, missed it's amazing games. that he's back, by the way. It's amazing yeah. he's back. Amazing. He missed 11 games in 2017 and 13 games in 2016. He hasn't played a whole lot of football in the last three years. Um, he was awesome when he played this season. Four sacks, four tackles for loss, 20 QB hits, a forced fumble, two fumble recoveries. He's been awesome in the playoffs, too. Like, he had that pick six of Andy Dalton. He steps up in these big games. Uh, I just, I guess, I like, I don't, I think Deshaun Watson's a better quarterback. They, you know, they had the, the better wide receiver in terms of, DeAndre Hopkins, I just feel like the Bills are the better team, but I am worried that everybody is on the Bills. That like that's the only thing I'm worried about. So you're not having you're anything not. on this game? No, I got stuff. Um I don't have anything on the uh no, I took the Bills money line. Fifty bucks on the Bills money line. So he's with me on that one. All right. Yeah. Copy my paper again. Well, I don't want to take the two and a half and I don't really want to buy it up to three. I want three points if I'm betting on the Bills. And the but people that want to take the Bills should be able to get three out there because there's two and a halves and threes that have been out yeah. there all week. So if you really want the Bills, you could you should be able to find three. Okay. What do you think you about the total? You won't need them. What do you think I, about the total? I don't know. That's a tough total. 
Yeah, my lean to the total would be under, but uh, instead with the uh, the bet, I'm going to take a Bills team total under. It's at twenty and a half, and I'm going to take the under that under that for fifty bucks. Texans defense isn't good. I'm not going to stand here and say that they they just shut down teams. I just like I said earlier, I don't trust the Bills offense on the road yet. I don't trust Josh Allen in the biggest game of his life yet. Bills also scored twenty or less in ten of their sixteen games this year. That's concerning, consi- considering I said earlier their strength of schedule is not that great. So uh, I think even Houston's defense not being great, they can hold the Bills to to a, just a couple touchdowns instead of a. Big, I mean, you could look at that. And also say that they, they could have easily beat the Ravens, and they could have easily beat the Patriots at New England the last time they played them. So, Both times they played them. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, the record's not great. The one game they got below, a weird aberration game. Everybody has an aberration game. It was the mm-hmm. Eagles. Mm-hmm. Weird. Weird game. They went there and beat them. But – so you got you got team total team total under twenty and a half. The other reason it's only a fifty dollar play for me is that Houston's is particularly bad in the red zone. They rank thirty second in the league in red zone defense as far as letting teams score touchdowns. So I think the Bills can scheme up something maybe and get an extra touchdown where they shouldn't throwing it to Cody Ford or some offensive lineman and Houston's just not ready for it. So it's not that great of a pick. It's probably if we're ranking all of our picks, it's probably the last one in for me. I just wanted to spend all my thousand dollar budget, so I snuck. You in spent the whole thing, huh? I did. Put it all in play. I didn't. All right, I got some. I got plenty of props in here too. Um, Josh Allen's passing yards, given Houston's secondary, is too low for me. It should be a little bit higher. Two hundred nineteen and a half. I'm going to take the over on Josh Allen passing yards. I think you can get one or two long passes to John Brown. Um, I could see Houston trying to stop the run, and then Buffalo going up top. Um, Allen's ability to stretch the field. It's going to be an indoors game, so there's not going to be wind. It shouldn't be a factor. I think he's going to get a, above 220. I can see him getting to 250. Um, you know, I'm also going to take Cole Beasley over 47 and a half receiving yards. That's, that's not that, that's not that many. He's been great. He's going to catch a ton of passes. Um, and, uh, I also took two first touchdown props in this game. John Brown, 11 to one and Cole Beasley, 11 to one. I'm going to put $10 on each one of those, $50 on the Allen and Beasley props. And then um, I actually thought the Texans presented pretty good value for lowest scoring team. This is on DraftKings. Lowest scoring team out of all the playoff teams in Wild Card Weekend, seven to one. So I'm gonna take fifty bucks on that. He yeah, use up his thousand on the first game. He came close. I totaled it all up before we started. He came close. Not as much as me though. 60. Uh, I don't love the lowest scoring team. Just it's an indoors game. It seems like scoring will be a little bit easier than some of these games where there might be bad weather. We're going to talk about Titans in a second. I think that game's projected to have bad weather. Real so. bad weather. So I, I don't like a, a, a Houston to be the lowest scoring thing. If you could take all eight teams, but you know, and then the injuries in the the Seattle Philly game might tamp down scoring there. So we'll see how that works out for you. I have one more. Well, that's I, that's why they're seven to one. It's actually plus three fifty, but you just can't add. Um. So, so. I win, no, no, I win 350. It's 7 to 1. I'm betting 50 to win 350. No, it's plus 350. You just didn't read it right. I went back and checked it. It's plus 350. Oh. Uh, Carlos Hyde. Oh. Well, I mean, we can, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it off air. My other bet is, uh, Carlos Hyde over 64 and a half rushing yards for 50 bucks. Uh, in my game script, Buffalo struggling there and Houston will be able to run the ball. I think that's what you want to do to Buffalo. Obviously, a state, keep the ball away from their secondary and run the ball. And then, uh, throwing out week 17, Carlos Hyde's topped this total in six of his last eight games. The only two outliers there are New England, which of course, New England's going to shut that down and Tampa Bay, the best run defense in the league. So and plus Buffalo has had problems stopping the run. Right. And so the 18th in DVOA uh, versus the 
run versus like I think fifth, fourth in, in pass. So this is how you want to attack. They've shown that they're going to feed Hyde in these games. He's getting, you know, 16 to 20 carries in these games. And 64 and a half seems pretty low considering he's been hitting that total a lot in the second half. So over that for 50 bucks. Uh, if you're listening out there and you want to throw out my Bills team total, I should probably just put 100 on this prop because I like it more than the Bills team total. But there you go. So you like Hyde the best? And by the way, it's, it's seven to one. I just slacked it to you. Uh, okay. Well, look, maybe I was reading the wrong team, but. Maybe you read it wrong. I'm winning 350 when the Texans are the lowest score team. I agree with you. Like, there's a, there's a very good chance that the Titans or the Patriots or the uh, Seahawks or Eagles could end up with lower scores. We'll get to those, but that's why I'm trying to get that value, squeeze that juice, seven to one. Um, was your, how many, what was the Carlos Hyde yardage? 60, over 64 and a half. Yep. I like that too. I, I really just think that's the game script. Like, can you, can you envision the Bills blowing out or the Bills getting blown out? Yeah. Huh. I don't. Not with that defense. Yeah, it's like tech, like I feel like the Bills could blow out the Texans, but I don't think the Texans can blow out the Bills. Just tell them Drew Locke's playing quarterback. They'll blow him out. <laughs> uh, Titans and Patriots. Patriots minus five over under 40 or the money line. Titans plus 190. Patriots minus 225. I honestly thought when I went to the uh, the expert picks page on CBSSports.com that I would see like four or five people picking the tight. Only two. I was surprised. Um, I think there are like obvious people like Breach. Breach is doing it, but he only did it for the clicks and he'll change his pick later. Um, and then like maybe uh, Lock and Fora because he hates the Patriots or something. Is that right? Is that right? Well, I'm not going against the Patriots. I'm sorry. Everybody else can have the Titans. You can get all caught up in Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, fever. Uh, I'm taking New England. I know they haven't played very well, but this is the postseason. You're the New England Patriots. They will take away Derrick Henry. Look, the the number one priority, and Belichick always does it, is to take away what you want to do most, and that's Derrick Henry. I know the weather's a factor here. Ryan Tannehill is 0-6 in Foxborough. And he's thrown five touchdown passes, I think, and ten interceptions in Foxborough. Uh, he's going to have there it is. He's going to have all kinds of problems um, up there. I like the Patriots. I know the Patriots' offense hasn't been great, but I think they'll be able to get it cranked up a little bit. Not high scoring, but a little bit in this game. Uh, give me. I got a hundred on the Patriots minus five. I also have twenty five on the over in the game. I don't love the over, but I do think it's going that way. The weather would scare me off of that. A little bit. So I wouldn't play the total here, um, or I would look unders for for what to play. As far as the game goes, I'm with you. Patriots minus five for 100. I'm on that too. Titans have looked awesome, but their only big win was against Kansas City. And in that game, they were outgained 530 yards to 371. So it's not like they, you know, mopped the floor with Kansas City or anything. They real probably should have lost that game if you look at the statistics. And the Titans have only had four road games after the quarterback switch. So he's played 10 games, but only four of them on the road they played the Panthers which he lost they played the Colts they played the Raiders and then the Houston backups I mean that's not a real stretch at all he hasn't proven anything on the road Patriots have the D to slow down Tennessee and the Tennessee D ranks 31st in the red zone so I think the Patriots can go and score touchdowns when they need to Um, so I can't see this being a huge game for Henry either after getting those 32 carries last week Um, and then you take New England's going to scheme him out and then it's on Tannehill to to win the game and I just don't see that happening in Foxborough so I think Pat can stop him at home it'll be a relatively lower scoring game and then overall I'm taking Patriots minus five I think that's your best bet 
Yeah, again, I was hoping the Patriots would be the trendy. I mean, the, the Titans would be the trendy underdog. Like this has got my brain a little a little flummoxed here because I, I I was hoping everybody would be in the Titans, and that's just as good a reason to take the Patriots. Now, I mean, like I do think that what the Patriots will do as a short favorite is take care of business, lock down Derrick Henry, um, AJ Brown. I love him, one of my favorite players of the year. I think he's gonna have trouble doing much against Stephon Gilmore, and the Tannehill troubles up there. I know it's a different offense, but it's not like a crazy complex offense. The I just think you know, the Titans' defense isn't that great. I, I'm not fading the Patriots in the postseason again. I did it last year with the Chargers. You just five minutes into the game, you realize you're a moron, and this game's a blowout. And that's that's where this is going, right? I think so. Um, I, I do too. I would also add to that. Uh, I'm also playing the Titans' team total under 19 and a half for 50. I mentioned the weather thing, but you're saying ta- I see Tannehill hasn't played anybody on the road. He hasn't had a bad game, but he hasn't played anybody. And the Pats D's only given up 20 plus four times all year. So 19 and a half seems like a small total for a team that's playing well. I would argue that maybe they're a little overrated because they haven't really been tested and the Patriots D just doesn't give up a ton of points. So then you throw in the weather factor. There's going to be rain, maybe even a little bit of snow, 10 to 15 mile per hour winds. This is not set up as a game with a lot of scoring. And then you just want to take the good, the great defense. You know, if you're looking at taking under, because I don't love the uh, the Titans defense like you were just saying. So definitely give me the under 19.5 on the Titans team total for 50 bucks. So the weather looks – it looks like it's going to be dumping rain. Um, about 8 or 9 o'clock, we're getting a 60% chance of rain. should be heavily raining throughout the, the, the evening. But the wind doesn't look like it's going to show up until Sunday. Does that matter to you at all? The wind the wind is a major, major factor. Uh, typically, but, you know, I don't know. Like – the Patriots have the coverage guys to neutralize Tannehill. So even if it's not, it's not like you need to rely on the wind to keep the score down with them. They stop a lot of people. Like I said, they've only given up 20 plus four times. So I don't think their defense is based on the conditions around them. They just play well. The over under looks a little high for this game to me. It looks funky. That's why I went the do, other way. Do, um, does it concern you that Ryan Tannehill is a rushing quarterback? Although, Unfortunately, there are no Ryan Tannehill rushing yard props. I actually like taking the over. Me? No, it doesn't really concern no. me at all. I mean, they'll, they'll be scheming to stop the run anyway, so I, I don't know that that's going to take – it's going to be hard to take the Patriots off guard with anything, really. I mean, they know how to how to stop basically anyone, unless you're just so high and above you know, what, what you usually see that you're uh, um, standard deviations away from the norm when you're a Lamar Jackson, then maybe you just can't stop them. But, but Ryan Tannehill isn't Lamar Jackson, obviously. You sure about that? Uh, yeah. Just kidding. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure. So. Um, okay. I've got the patch for patch minus five for a hundred bucks. I'm a big, I, I like the patch and that line came out too. Uh, obviously prefer four or I don't think you'll get three. I don't think it'll, I don't think the market will I, move that way. Get him a, I prefer pick them. Get him a pick them. Why not? If we're just going to say what so we we're prefer. all, we all have the same bet on that game. Uh, but I'm discussing it for people who might be listening and think about making bets this week. I don't think it's going to be there. It got to four and a half early in the week and it started coming up. I think it's going up. I don't think it's going to. If anything, it's going to go to like six, right? Right. Yeah. So don't, and don't wait till the last second if you want to take the pats. Yeah. I'm surprised it's hung around five for a while. Five's a pretty dead number. So, I mean, it usually moves quickly one way or the other and it's kind of just floated for the last couple of days at five. I think, I think what I heard was a lot of the public is playing the Titans. I would imagine that's the case. So sharks and are hoping so, it goes down to four and a half and trying to get back in with four and a half. Or like the the guy like the books are worried that there's going to be a bunch of like Titans money that's like fake money trying to drive it down, and then mm-hmm. there's just going to be a 
flood because this this is what happened against the Chargers last year in the, in the in the divisional round. It was like Chargers, 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 Chargers all week long, and then like at the last like like literally like thirty minutes before the game kicked off, it was just like a flood of sharp money on the on the Pats, and then Pats rolled. So maybe we'll get that in this game. Um, just looking at Action Network, they show fifty percent even uh, for bets and fifty four percent of the money on the Titans. It's interesting. Any chance the Titans win? You, I mean, if this game was on in November, sure, but uh, not not in January. January, I mean, it's no. You got to give the edge experience wise to New England. Obviously, you they're gonna they're the moment could be too big for Tannehill. We just don't know how Tennessee's gonna respond in this spot, but we know what New England's gonna do. So Tom Brady I mean, knows what he has to do. I get that, and like I'm I'm on board with it. Like I'm taking the the Pats, um, but. Is it, it is a little weird that it's a, it's not a divisional round, so there's not two weeks to prepare. And the last time we saw them in the wild card game, they were playing a physical run team that Ray Rice ripped off that long run and the, the pass just had no answer, couldn't come back. Now that Ravens defense, much better than this Titans defense, so maybe that's a difference maker. But like, if they can't stop Derrick Henry, if he rips off a long run early, eh, it could get a little dicey for the Patriots. They, they ran it. 54, 54, I think, times in that game, and Joe Flacco completed four passes in that Ravens win. I, I guarantee you, if Ryan Tannehill has four completions out of ten, then they're not winning that game. That was when Ray Rice took the first snap, right? Then yeah, took it 75 yards. Yeah. Um, I'm taking Ryan Tannehill under 224 and a half passing yards for $50. I think that's a, uh, a very solid prop. I don't think he gets there. Even when he's had big games, it's almost been – Big because it was touchdowns. He doesn't put up like crazy volume stats, and people just don't throw against the Patriots unless you're Ryan Fitzpatrick and Devontae Parker, week 17. And I'm going to take the first touchdown, Derrick Henry plus 550. That's, I mean, it's first touchdown, so it's kind of fluky and it's tough. But I think if the uh, you know, the Patriots defer all the time to the second half, which means Titans can get the ball, wouldn't be surprised if they hit a nice scripted first drive. If they get the red zone, they're going to feed Henry. So I think five and a half or six to one, you got to bank on them having a good offensive output early. I don't mind that at all. Thoughts? Uh, is there any, I didn't check, is there a random offensive lineman for the Titans that we can bet on them throwing a trick little <laughs> yeah, right. pass? Because I, I would put that as my <laughs> capper for the drive. They, Vrabel wants to show how smart he is against the, the master. See, that's always a problem. Little toss like that. Taylor Lewan touchdown. You know, overthinking it when you're going against Belichick. Mm-hmm. See Kyle, did, see Kyle Shanahan. Why did Vrabel shave, shave his mustache? What'd you say? Like, Vrabel shaved his mustache. I don't like it. Yeah. Who cares? I mean, like, that's weird that he would shave it, like, right before the Week 17 game. Maybe he was itching him. Did it to get his team fired up? Maybe. Like, maybe he, he grew I mean, a doesn't mustache. Your, doesn't your ugly facial hair itch you? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe it itched him. He wanted it off. I didn't actually itch my eye. Um, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the Sunday playoff games in the NFC. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, welcome back. Pete Brisker with us. The second half of this podcast. First time ever. Good to have you, Pete. I was excited to talk with you. Let's do some NFC games, starting with Vikings, Saints. Saints minus seven and a half over under by far the biggest weekend. 49 and a half. Vikings on the money line plus 330. Saints minus 385. Pete, I assume you believe Drew Brees is in fact better than yeah, I'm taking Drew Brees. Uh, I'm going with the Saints. Look, I know it's a big number. It's in, uh, probably a little inflated, but Minnesota's defense hasn't been the same. If Minnesota's defense had been really good, I probably would have gone the other way. But I think Brees and that offense have found something the last couple of weeks, and I think they're going to take advantage of the Vikings' defense. And we know Kirk Cousins is going to throw at least two bad picks in this game to set up point-blank scores. Uh, give me $100 on the Saints. Minus the seven and a half. I don't know. Kirk Cousins, one p.m. on a Sunday. That's when he shines. When the, when not the in the playoffs, he does it. Typically not on. So uh, Saints defense has actually struggled against good teams in the second half. Tennessee and San Francisco. They didn't play well in those games. So I agree. You can expose them. You know, if you have if you're playing well on offense, and I think the Vikings can play well on offense. So I'm gonna take Vikings plus seven and a half or one fifty. I do think the Saints are the better team, but this is too many points for me. Uh, the Vikings should have Cook back. Should have a healthier Thielen, and that's gonna be a big boost for the offense. Kirk Cousins doesn't have to do it all himself. He's gonna have a lot of his good weapons around. And the Vikings only lost more than seven points on the road once. They stayed close at Green Bay, Kansas City, Dallas they beat, at Seattle. They stayed close in all those games on the road. Uh, Vikings have the number two red zone defense. I think that can force New Orleans drives to stall a little bit in the red zone. Bless you again, Pete. Your uh, your picks are making me get uh, – <laughs> uh, I'm allergic to your and, picks, RJ. And then you top it out with the Vikings have a slight rest advantage after the Saints went all out to win in Week 17 and Vikings got to rest a few guys, get a little bit healthier. So I think Saints are going to win. Seems more like a three-point, four-point, six or seven 150 point. on the Vikings? 150 plus wow. seven and a half. Too many points. Wow. Yeah, I've got a uh, – yeah, i got a 100 on the Vikings plus seven and a half. I'm going to put 50 bucks in the Vikings money line. Wow. Okay. Now it's on. I think they're a live dog. I think the Vikings team, look, I, I mean. Well, let's put it this way. If you hit that Vikings money line, you are going to win our contest. What? Why? I don't know. I mean, it's not that much. What would I pay? He's putting 50 on plus 330. He's going to win. No, is it only 330? I thought it would be about 400 or something. No? I'm talking about like, what, six? Like the 16, 160, something I should like that. parlay the Vikings, Bills, and Titans. And Eagles. All four dogs. You're, you're coming up with things as you're sitting there. You've already yeah, spent all your money. money. If you put you have 50, no more money. You put 50 on the Vikings, you're all tapped out. You're right? tapped out. You bet 950. You have already 950, uh, already. So, uh, unless you're. Oh, no, I didn't do the money line on my email. I did it on the sheet before. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, no. do I want to do the money line? What do you think, RJ? Uh, no, actually, you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do the money line. I cancel out that money line. I do think they were a live dog, but I like. I've got a tease with New Orleans. I like even more. Um, I'm a little worried that this tease with New Orleans. By the way, it's a Philly New Orleans tease, and we'll get to New Orleans and uh, Philly in a second. I'm a little worried. This is like the most obvious tease in the history of teases. 
Like you tease New Orleans down to a one and a half point favorite, and you tease Philly up to an eight point fa- a dog. Yeah, but people like, aren't going to trust Philly. I mean, the more obvious would be taking the uh, the Bills in there at plus two and a half, but and get them up to eight and a half or nine or whatever, because a lot of people like the Bills more than they like the Eagles. I would think. I think if That's you look true. at the the uh, the public bets on Seattle Philly, it's like eighty five percent Seattle, which we'll obviously talk about in a minute. But I think that's a little bit more obvious of a, of a tease for you. So, are you in or not with the fifty on the money line for the Vikings? Out of the money line. Out or in? Out. Out. Okay. Hey, because he doesn't have anything left. <laughs> no, because I don't. I don't want to mess with my like. If New Orleans wins by one, I'm in hell. Like I don't. I don't <laughs> well, you lose fifty. Yeah, and then you lose the Vikings. That would be great. Yeah, Yeah. that would be amazing for you. (laughs) I would lose the I would lose the Saints. So, um, I will, however, take uh. Oh no, wait. Okay, look. I'm sorry, I messed it up. Yeah, I got a Vikings plus eight for a hundred. Vikings over for a hundred fifty. Seven and a half. I love the over in this game. It's going to be a shootout. Yeah. I would lean to the over as well. I didn't put it in, but I would lean to the over. I have 100 on the over as well, over 49 and a half. Uh, cooking, dealing back, I expect there to be points. There's six and points per drive already, and if the offense is healthy, I think they'll be able to score with New Orleans. And Saints are a top three scoring team, so a lot of points in this game. Going to be back and forth. Second half is going to be pretty good. So whatever the over is on the second half when they post that, take that too. Okay. And it's uh, it's Vikings plus seven and a half is what yes. it is. I'm all over the place on this. I apologize. Vikings plus seven and a half is what we're using for our specific contest. It might be up to eight. Um, do you think it'll move towards the Vikings or move towards the, like it's not going to get below seven. I can promise you that. Yeah. I, I would yeah. think it's probably going to stay at seven and a half, but it would be closer to seven than eight. I would think because I don't, I don't think there's going to be that much of a appetite for taking the Saints too many with laying too many points. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Se- seven seems more realistic to me. I mean, I'm sure eights are going to be out there, but I mean, eights, eight is going to be the cap either way. It's going to be seven or eight. It's not going to get higher or lower than either of those. This is where it should 66% be. Sixty-six percent of the bets on the Saints, sixty-eight percent of the money on the uh, Saints as well. Yeah, I just feel like people won't want to take the Vikings after seeing them the last two weeks. Maybe. Yeah, I think the money. I, I think if it gets to seven, you'll see Saints money. If it gets to eight, yeah, then you'll you see, see these other lines though: two and a half, right. twos, big fives. Line. Look at that seven and a half. Nobody's going to want to take the Saints. Yeah. I guess. I mean, the Saints are really good. They've been lighting people up, and the Vikings look terrible. I do think the difference between the Vikings the last two weeks, uh, one, in week 17, they played against the Bears second, or they played their second stringers against the Bears, so you can't take anything away from that. Like, it was a close, crappy game, but it didn't matter. And then the week before against the Packers, they were awful. There's no sugarcoating it. The offensive line was terrible. It got mauled. The defensive line was terrible. It got mauled. But the offensive play calling, to me, was the really big problem, and they got away from play action. I think they will get back to that with Dalvin Cook. It will let Kirk Cousins throw the ball a little bit more in play action, and it will result in more points. So um, I think you see a big outing. It's 1 o'clock. Not prime time. It's 1 o'clock. So it's a huge game. It's, it's a playoff prime. game. It doesn't matter if it's prime time or not. It's nah, prime it's, time. It's prime time because everybody's going to be watching it. Doesn't matter what time it is. It's not how prime time works, but okay. But you know what I'm saying. These are these it's are a, games are in the big moment he curls up. It's a high-pressure game. Right. In the yeah. big moment. He's curled up in the big moment. There's in that playoff, playoff games, by the way, Kirk Cousins, 0-2, 32 of 56, 360 total passing yards, 57% completions, one touchdown, zero interceptions. Well, there you go. There you go. Two game sample size. It's, it's still, it's a part of the big game moments for him. He's shaken off a lot of that, that 
you know, bad juju that people have put on him this last year. He's played well last year. He played well this year. Well, he played well at Dallas. And then Is they that say now a big game? He, he, he can't play well in big games. Can't play well on Monday night. He always loses on Monday night. He, he went out on in Seattle and lit up the, Se- the Seahawks. They only lost because the Vikings defense shut down. It wasn't good he, against the Packers. These lot. Yeah. That game wasn't a good game. That also wasn't a primetime game either. Was it? Or it, it was, was a Monday also, night. Also, yeah. that's that, 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 that stat, that's misleading. Um, we need to revisit that on his terms of his, his average. Because the one of them was in 2012 when he came on to back up RG3 after RG3 blew out his knee against the Seahawks as a rookie. Right. So like he was only three of ten that day, and that, those conditions were terrible. Like the field was in awful shape. Um, against the Packers, he was 29 of 46 in that. Remember when Washington won the division in uh, in 2015 for 329 passing yards, a touchdown, and no interception. So like, I think he can put up big numbers. That was a one o'clock game too, I think. The Saints have had look. There's no doubt the Saints have had issues on defense. So have the Vikings. So you're probably right with that over. I just didn't put it in. And the other one we like, I think Will shadowed me on this too, or we came to it on our on our own independently. But they have a prop. Prop. You copy my paper all the time. We they have a prop. Which game is going to be the highest scoring? Which game is going to be the lowest scoring? And Minnesota New Orleans plus one thirty five to be high, highest scoring. I like, put a hundred on that because. Tennessee, New England, bad weather, going to be lower scoring. I don't think the Bills are going to score a ton in the Houston game. Seattle, Philly, losing, missing guys on both sides. So, I mean, this should be the uh, minus favorite, and it's plus 135. So we're getting great value. That's a good bet. Full disclosure, I did shadow you on that one. I did. I I saw it. Well, like, I, because DraftKings has it. We're, again, we're using DraftKings um, thing. We can tweet out a link to it. But, like, there's a ton of props on here. Like, you got to, like, sift through a bunch of stuff to find it. Um, and I'd see, I was like, ooh, I like that one. So I, I decided to jump on it. Since I was already on the over, I don't mind it either. It's plus 135. I got a hundred on that. I also have two player props. Um, Kirk Cousins over 270 passing yards, 270.5 passing yards, 50 bucks on that. I think he's going to clear it easily. I don't. Like, I think they'll use Dalvin Cook. You don't? No. Why? He'll throw for 250. I don't think he's getting a 275. Yeah, not even, not even close. What's well, close? 270. But it's 275, isn't it? Uh, that's 275. Way off. It's 25 yards. That's way off. That's way off. Well, he's not going to throw for 210. I think he could. It just depends on how healthy Dalvin Cook is and how effective he could be. If Dalvin Cook is healthy and rolling, you don't need Cousins to throw it a ton. If it's a high-scoring game and they're down 14 in the in the second half, he's going to top that. So. There's multiple game scripts that can get him over 270. Like, if it's a shootout and the two teams are going back and forth, if they're using play action and dumping off to Dalvin, uh, if they get down 14 points and he's got to throw a ton, like, I think I think he gets to 300 easily. So, I mean, it doesn't, I think, it doesn't, it I think this game's going to come down to Stefan Diggs is double covered. He jumps up. It's a it's a potential pass interference call. So you get like both the Minneapolis miracle and the missing pass yeah. interference call yeah. all in one big play. And then uh, Sean Payton just well, quits, let's not forget quits the league after that. Let's after go he back the even game. further, we get the body body bag too. Was that remember? Remember when they put uh, they put Brett Brett Favre oh, yeah, out of the game? Yeah. I just think Sean Payton's going to retire from the NFL if that happens. If you put, you put both those things together on bounty play. bounty, he's gate. like, you know what? I'm done. What was it? Bounty gate. Bounty gate. Yeah. Yeah. Greg Williams. This could be like that Lions playoff game, by the way. The the wild card game against the Lions when the the it was like forty eight to twenty five or something like that. You remember what I'm talking about? I think there'll be points. I think there'll be points scored here too, as well. I just think. I mean, like, I don't know if the Vikings. I think the Vikings will keep it close. We have a shot to come into the back door of eight, seven and a half, whatever you get it at. 
Um, and I, I just think that it's Kirk Cousins is going to have to throw enough that it's going to go over that. Uh, I will also take the under on Kyle Rudolph receiving yards at 27.5. I think Kyle Rudolph has been like, I think that's a pretty good value just because he hasn't been used a lot once, um, they have all the, when Thielen, when Thielen's on the field, he's not as effective. So that's probably pretty good. Plus Rudolph's month is is a December. It's January now. It is January. That's right. You used that joke last week, too, didn't you? Did I? I think you did. Can't go back to the well with this. I don't think we talked about Kyle Rudolph last week. I'm just going (laughs) to go on an alleged. (laughs) Somebody used that joke somewhere along the way. It's his. It's already his like water cooler. Like he just kills it. He just walks around with the Kyle Rudolph. Wait, wait for somebody to talk about Kyle Rudolph. Hey, this is his month. Comes up in conversation every day. His month. You guys uh, see this December out there? Kyle Rudolph's month. Am I right, boys? It's his month. It's his month. You guys ready? Uh, Seahawks minus two at the Eagles over under 45 over under is, I think dropped substantially up, come up to go down. I don't know. I can look I it up. Real quick. Well, all right. I got to I'm revising my bets on this. I love the Eagles so much. I had 150 on them. I'm doubling it. Wow. Double it. You love Three, the Eagles that much? 300 on the Eagles. The, the last time these two teams played, it was disgusting. It was ugly. They played Dillard at right tackle. He was a disaster. Um, and it really showed up in that game. And neither team played well. Both quarterbacks struggled in the worst way. They were, remember it was windy that day. They were throwing passes all over the place. Penny ripped off the long run. Otherwise, it's a, a real close game. I think this time around, the Eagles are better than they were then. I think Carson Wentz is playing out of his mind. Uh, throwing the bouncers and bartenders. It's unreal how well he's playing. I think he outplays Russell Wilson in this game. And I think that pass rush for the Eagles is getting right at the right time. I think they get all over Wilson. So make that 350. I also like, I didn't put this in there either. I'm going to switch these around a little bit. Under in this game for 50 as well. And then I want a three-team parlay for 50 bucks. Pats minus five. Bills on the money line. Eagles on the money line. That would pay eight plus eight hundred. It's good. I like that. So it's eight to one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wouldn't pay him eight hundred. It paid me four hundred yeah, plus eight hundred. So whatever you bet fifty, it's four hundred. That's yeah. minus five. Bills money line. Eagles money line. I don't hate. Um. All right, I've got. Uh, I I kind of like the Eagles getting points here as well. I'm a little worried that we're on the same page, but I feel like everybody's going to be taking the Seahawks because the Eagles are so banged up. The Seahawks are a luck box. Like, they, the luck finally ran out. I, and here's the other thing about this game. Seattle, if they did what we think they should do, which is cut Russell Wilson loose and let him throw, they'd kill the Eagles. But they won't do that. They'll run the ball into the line of scrimmage over and over and over and over again with Marshawn Lynch. They won't be able to run the ball at all against Philadelphia. By the way, speaking of that's conversations we had last week, that's one we had last week too. This is what they should do. This is what they will do. Right. And, and they waited too long. By the way, I don't know if you guys talked about it on your show on Sunday uh, after the game on Monday, but or was it Sunday? Sunday, Sunday night. There's Pete Carroll got a free pass from the world the other day because he really the, did. from the blown pass interference call in the end zone. But my God, he called two timeouts after incomplete passes. Mm-hmm. That can't happen. And he, nobody said a word. Cosworth didn't say a word about it. Nobody acted like all you do is either win or you score. No, you could have still got down to the one yard line and got a first down, which they did do. Mm-hmm. 
It was the worst coaching I've ever seen. Okay, we might give him a pass on the fourth down play to set up the fourth down play, but not on third day after the second down incomplete pass. It was terrible, and he and nobody said a word about it. And then delay, well, people harped on him more for the delay of game too. And I think what might have happened with that delay of game is that they were trying to get the tackle up in place so they could spike the George ball. George Fant. And then when you spike the ball and you have an injury, you can have an injury timeout, and it doesn't cost you any like right. runoff or anything. So I think Seattle probably thought that they were going to take a quote unquote fourth timeout for the injury and not get docked for. It because the, the clock wasn't moving because the incomplete pass. Um, and when that didn't happen, they just kept winding, winding the clock. They weren't ready. But still, you got to be ready. That's three cases. That, I mean, poor know. George Fant was dragging his leg around trying to get back up there because he didn't have any timeouts mm-hmm. left because Pete blew it. Well, they got to delay a game because he didn't have any timeouts left. Right, but delay- the reason they got to delay a game was in large part because when they went up there, George Fant was back on the back trying to get him up there. Right, and I'm saying they got to delay a game because they probably – my optimistic view of the situation is they thought they were going to get an injury timeout from the refs because he was clearly hurt. And when they didn't stop the game, the clock kept winding. But it would have been a 10-second runoff if he does it. Well, because it's an incomplete pass when he spikes it. Oh, after the spike. Yeah, so when he spikes it. And but then, he, that was before the spike, though. Yeah, then he had to hustle up. But then when he does the spike, right. then it's second down. If he needs attention, he just sits on the ground right. or whatever. But then I, it's an injury timeout. But the fact is he had to rush him up right. there because any and he would have taken a 10-second runoff. Th- if, he, if they had to stop the, the, the thing before the spike but after the spike if you have to have medical attention you don't run it off because the clock stopped at that point it should have never come down to a spike you should have never had to do that it was it was awful the spike in itself you didn't need to spike it no it was terrible it was it was the worst botching of an end of game that i've seen in a long time all the way around but the timeout after the second down play was the worst of all of it right there you didn't need to do that you needed that timeout dumb well look and the other thing i think pete said Pete Carroll said that it was a substitution issue on the delay of game. He, I mean, like, but he got a free pass at the delay of game. Like, if that's Freddie Kitchens, he's being crucified in the city for like six months over that, right? Well, it all goes back to calling the timeout after second, after second. No, I know that, but I'm saying like the whole thing was botched from start to finish. It was, but if he had two timeouts or one timeout in his pocket, they win that game. And the reason he doesn't get crucified is because Pete Carroll does a lot of things really well. He's one of the best coaches in the league at certain aspects of coaching. Not at this part of it, though. And this part of it, he's not good. The thing is, Kitchens would get crucified because he's there's, not a good there's nothing that he's good at. Right. So you just crucify him every single time. Uh, by the way, wind expected throughout the day. Overnight, there's a ton of rain coming. Well, do you remember, the, you remember the last game? There was a ton of wind in that game, and they both had open receivers wide open early in the game and sailed them because the wind was so big. Well, it's, it's interesting. I mean, this is, I'm using like Google weather here, so like, let's not treat this as gospel. It's also recording this on Thursday. This game until Sunday, but it, this is worth watching on the storms because there's a ton of rain expected Saturday and throughout the day on Saturday, it's, you know, it's going to be, I mean, just like, you know, it's like 40, 50%, tons of scattered, scattered showers throughout the day, 70% throughout the day. The wind doesn't pick up until like 10 PM and it's like 11 miles an hour wind then all heavy wind throughout the night. 16, 17, 18 miles an hour wind gust all day long until about four o'clock when it dies down a little bit. If that forecast shifts back by six hours, this could be a slam dunk under. 
Oh, I like the under anyways. It's possible. Yeah. We, I said I was going to check it, and it looks like it's ticked up just a little bit. It's 45 and a half and 46 at different Vegas books. And we have 45 for what, when we locked it in for, for DraftKings. So maybe people, maybe if it does start to shift, then you see that under start to come down, the over under start to come down. But for now, it looks like it's ticking up just a little bit. I like the under anyways. You put uh, that if, in for me, right? You put I put that in for you. I added it. My pick for the game's Eagles plus two. I, I agree with everything you said. This is the perfect role for the Eagles. They love being underdogs in this spot. Five and zero against the spread as playoff dogs the last two years. Uh, home dogs in general are sixteen seven and one against the spread on wild card weekend. So you want to play home dogs in the situation. Then you get short underdogs. Underdogs of two and a half or less, no matter whether on the road or at home, are fourteen and two against the spread on wild card weekend since two thousand. That goes against my my Texans pick, but I think that line's going to get to three. So that's why I put that in as a. I think it's going to close at three. Uh, the Eagles have the situational edge. They rank fourth on third downs on both sides of the ball. Uh, I do worry, obviously, about who Carson Wentz is throwing to, but that Seahawks defense isn't great. And that poor rush defense that the Seahawks have allows the Eagles to run the ball more than you would expect. It, it take, kind of takes some of the passing options out of the game. You don't have to rely. Have Wentz throw 54 times or whatever he's, he threw in the, in the last game against the uh, Giants. I think it was something high. Um, and just he doesn't have to fling it all around if the, you're running the ball well. So I think they'll be able to do that. Defense, like you said, pass rush is coming on. They're going to get after Russell. And uh, Seahawks are going to keep trying to run because that's just what they do. That's their identity. They'll be punting on fourth and one from midfield. The Eagles will be going for it from fourth and one in midfield. That steals a few extra points. I think the Eagles win this game. I kind of, I'm kind of leaning that way too. Um, I think the Seahawks is such an like all the. Would any of these injuries change your mind at all? Which ones? Which ones? Well, I mean, like Lane Johnson's limited in practice on Wednesday and Thursday. Zach Ertz limited. See, uh, Vontae's actually done okay at right tackle. He's been okay. As long as Andre Dillard isn't over there, yeah, you'll but be now, fine. now Brandon Brooks is out, too. I would like to have a little bit of consistency yeah. on that right side. Um, obviously, I feel better if some of these guys I are in. I went in and played for Brandon Brooks the other day, actually. And Brandon Brooks is the best lineman, has been the best mm-hmm. lineman. The guy went in and played for him actually played pretty well last mm-hmm. week. So, so yeah, you, you want these guys healthy. You want them out there. Um, but, you know... It would be much more of a concern if we lost Lane Johnson this week, but they've been adapting without him for the last few weeks. Okay. Just curious. Boston Scott uh, played well. I mean, he played, played really well. Greg Ward's been playing solid. So it's, it's weird because these last two playoff runs, they haven't had Carson Wentz. Now they have Wentz and nobody else. Right. So it's weird how they that works have, out. They could have Deshaun Jackson back next week, they said. Hmm. That would be, can the, how, how far could the Eagles or Seahawks go? Done. One and done. I don't know. Like San, San Fran doesn't seem like that strong of a one seed. They played well, but they don't seem like unbeatable. It doesn't seem like the AFC teams. No. I would think that, yeah, Philly, if Philly can rush the passer and throw the ball, then you could beat them. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo and his what, first playoff start. Right. I mean, you don't know what you're going to get. Seattle should be 2 0 against San Francisco. Yeah, I think I think two against them too. I think the NFC is completely wide open. I know P loves the Pack. I don't think the Packers are as strong as their number two seed would lead you to believe. I don't think San Fran's as strong as a normal number one seed. So I really, oh, think I think it's, it's wide open. Too. I think it's anyone's game. Then I agree. Vikings, no, except them. Except them, they're the only one who can't go. Yeah. Why? Because I picked them. No, because they got Kirk he Cousins. Hate, he hates Kirk Cousins. You hate Kirk Cousins because he's got a soft face, don't you? No. Who, who hates Kirk Cousins more, uh, Pete Prisco or Ryan Wilson? <laughs> I don't hate anybody. I just Mike don't think Zimmer. he's that good. I don't think he's that good. Mike Zimmer hates him more than anybody. <laughs> that money's for my defense. Damn it. Okay. And then, oh, uh, I'm taking Dallas Goddard at 10 to 1 for the first touchdown in that game. How much you got on that one? 10 bucks. He's got, he must have sent in 
death by a thousand cuts. Like losing his ten dollars. Ten dollars, ten dollars, ten dollars. I'm not going to put fifty dollars in a first touchdown prop. You should put uh, save your ten dollars, put fifty on score any touchdown, just score in the game. Why does it have to be the first touchdown? Don't give him advice. Let him <laughs> walk his own plank. The, I didn't see the anytime touchdown pass no, on that on that screen with the the first touchdowns. You can pick first, last, or any touchdown. The any touchdowns, the last one. Oh uh, yeah. So what was uh what was Dell Dallas Carter? Let's see. What was Dallas Carter? Maybe I'll change it. I like that. And plus, it'll make Pete mad if I change it right now. <laughs> Do what you want. You're going rotten. Plus, we got one more. We got a teaser. We mentioned earlier. We kind of teased it earlier. Uh, New Orleans minus one and a half, Philly plus eight. That seems like the, the, the teaser we both like. I got it for 50. Initially, I had Buffalo and Philly. I'm just worried about Buffalo putting up a stinker with that offense. By the way, my parlay that I put in for 50, make that a teaser too for right. 50. Okay. I got so, it. I, oh, no, I got to get my money into the game. If the Eagles lose, I'm done. I'm out. If the Eagles lose, you're done? We, we all have the Eagles. So. Yeah, but I got 300 on them. Yeah. yeah, if the Eagles lose, you're toast, pal. Um, yeah, but I always have the $10 parlay, the $10 on uh, whether Greg Ward will score a touchdown or not for plus 400. No, I didn't do that. I'm kidding. <laughs> I think Greg odds are not even close to that bad. He's uh, 14 to 1. See, I'm yeah. telling you, Dallas College, good odds at 10 to 1 to be the first touchdown score. Greg Ward, anytime touchdown score, plus 240. You want it? No, I don't no. want any of it. How about... um? Deontay Burnett, anytime touchdown score, six and a half to one. No, don't want it. Greg Ward to throw a touchdown pass, 10,000 to one. That one I, I thought was going to happen two weeks ago. It didn't happen. It, it might happen in this game. But you know what it happened? You know what did happen in that game? Remember they ran him on a reverse? Yeah. Yeah. Get, I you got a reverse action. You got a pass action off of it. So is that what you got as your Dallas Goddard pick in this game? That's it? Um, yeah, I guess so. You don't like the Eagles like me and RJ do? I do. I like the Eagles. But you don't have anything on them? No, you put them in uh, his teaser. Oh, that's it. Yeah, I got, teaser. Yeah, I got Saints and – that's what most of my Saints and Eagles. I did a $200 or $100 teaser, I guess. So we're uh, – so these are all the picks. Afterwards, I will be leading after next week, but that's okay. Unless the Eagles lose. Well, let's look <laughs> – If I don't choke to death. Bet, and we'll start with Pete. Um <laughs> Now, Pete has unfortunately added 19 different things, so Pete, don't be surprised when the initial graphic that's posted is not exactly what you want. Tell us everything you have. Well, I got well, I got the Buffalo the Bills no. to win against the uh, – I got them on the money line. That's one of my best. You I have the have... Saints minus seven and a half. Yep. Go ahead. You read them. All right. I will. You have the Bills money line for a whole bucks. Man, you got coughs, sneezes. What's going yeah, on? it's unbelievable. It never stops. Saints just like this parlor, just like this uh, podcast has it. It never yeah. stops. Just keeps on going. Sure does. Saints minus seven and a half for a hundred dollars. Eagles plus two for one fifty. Three. Eagles it's now three hundred. RJ's updated my my numbers. Okay. Patriots minus five for a hundred. I'll go through them. Patriots over forty four for twenty five. I have my parlay. Pats minus five. Bills on the money line. Eagles on the money line for fifty. I also have that as a teaser for fifty, and the under. In the Eagles game for 50. Got it. RJ's organized. on the ball over here. He's organized, unlike the guy who hosts this podcast. I I updated him up top, and then they were different down low. Look, yeah, well, RJ's on the ball. You're not. It's, it's, it's nice that some of us know how to use email. RJ, what are your best bets? 
I got Houston minus two and a half for two hundred. Loser. I got Buffalo team total under twenty and a half for 50. winner. I got Hyde rushing yards over sixty four and a half. Forty eight for fifty bucks. You're just throwing numbers <laughs> out there while I'm trying to. Be nice. Wait, 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 Pete. You think the Bills team total under nineteen under twenty and a half is going to win? Yeah, they're going to win. They're going to win the game like uh, twenty to seventeen. Do you love that? You like the under? I do. Didn't bet it. No, I know. Go ahead. <laughs> I got New England minus five at, for a hundred bucks. I got the Tennessee team total under nineteen and a half for fifty bucks. Next game, I got like one. Minnesota one fifty on plus seven and a half. I got Loser. the over forty nine and a half for a hundred dollars in that game. I Winner. got that game also with the most points on the weekend at plus one thirty five for a hundred. Winner. Then to the last game, Eagles got one hundred fifty dollars on Eagles plus two. Winner. I got a teaser with the Saints minus one and a half and the Eagles plus eight. I think the Saints are going to come in in that Winner. three to seven corridor. And that's it. That's a thousand bucks. You're going to have a good week, RJ. Okay. And my best bets are lowest. Oh, I didn't even mention this one. But I did mention this one. Lowest scoring team, Texans. 50 bucks to win 350. Highest scoring game, Minnesota, New Orleans. $100 to win 135. I have multiple first touchdown scores. John Brown, Cole Beasley in the Bills Texans game for uh, 11, 11 to one, just ten dollars on that. Derrick Henry at five and a half to one, twenty dollars on that. Do we and really uh, have to listen to you read off your forty-two best bets that you have? I mean, you have how many do you have? Seriously, there's got to be at least twenty of them. I mean, they're not best uh, bets. Are they, does he have twenty of them? Mm, Counting his ten dollars here and ten dollars there and ten dollars over here. Yeah, Sixteen. Huh? 16. 16. It's amazing. I wanted to offer some player props I like because RJ strong army to writing. Go ahead. Club. Keep Box. reading them. I want to hear them all. Okay. Dallas Goddard, 10 to 1 to first touchdown score. Ooh. <laughs> They're $10. <laughs> player props. Josh Allen, over 219 passing yards. Okay. Ryan Tannehill, under 224 passing yards. Kirk Cousins, over 270 passing yards. Cole Beasley over 47 and a half receiving yards. Kyle Rudolph under 27 and a half receiving yards. Then the games, I've got the Vikings plus seven and a half for 100. The Vikings over 49 and a half for 150. Pats for 100 minus five. Bills money line 125 for 50 bucks and a hundred dollar tease on the Saints minus one and a half and the Eagles plus eight. And I just won 50 on over one hour for this podcast. So I'm already All in right. the pot. I'm plus. I'm in the plus. But doesn't count. I'm also up 50 because I had the over 0.5 complaints from Pete before we wrapped for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Been here. So if you're up 50, you had to lay what 4,000, 5,000 on that. No. Yeah. He's, he's gonna, you know what he's going to do? He's going to take the 50 and split it into five $10 bets on <laughs> whether he shaves tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, so 40 you know, to 1. I got $10 on Pete, $10. Five, exactly five, over four and a half, <laughs> under five and a half complaints. $10 I got, on I got, seven and a half. I got, I got $10 on uh, me tomorrow afternoon saying, ooh. <laughs> That's what you always say. You always go, hmm. 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 <laughs> How many so times? Over list. under. Oh, over under uh, a lot. Tomorrow yeah, afternoon. A, what do I say tomorrow afternoon? It's it's like you know what that's become. Your hmm is like now when you watch a football game. Tell me that I don't do this. They go, oh, you know, he's going over here and he's playing. He's doing this. Look at the run game over here. You can see the linemen, and that's what they do, right? That's what they do, 
right? Listen to the games now. Every broadcaster has taken on that thing and says it now. From we know Collinsworth? We, yeah, he does it a lot. Everybody's doing it, though. Who it's started? Like we, I don't know. I know who started it. Drew Brees started it with me when I was on at, in training camp. He started, right? Like, almost – it's it's – when you say that, it's almost, you know, dummy. Yeah, but that's what Drew Brees does, right? What? You missed it. That's exactly. I just pulled it out on you. <laughs> right? 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 It's time to get done with this podcast, right? Hey, we are Will Brinson. And look, this is RJ. You know RJ makes good picks, right? This is what he I does. I don't, I don't get it. It's, is that calling the consumer dumb? I don't know. I haven't figured that out yet. I feel like it's a... I feel like it's like you're explaining something, but you're not confident as you explain it. And so you're like, right? Like, right? See what he's it's doing be- here, right? But I've noticed it more this year than at any time ever of guys doing games. Right? <laughs> I don't pay attention to that kind of thing. I do. I would it, be, I get I irritated. T- I would be so annoyed when I'm watching these games on Saturday and Sunday. It's like, right, 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 I'm right, like, right, hey, right, right. Football! <laughs> um, all right, let's get out of here. Let's do it, right? Great podcast, right? Left. Um, no podcast. Next podcast, Saturday Saturday night recap. This is the last podcast of the week. We'll recap Saturday night, and then, and then we'll uh, recap Sunday, right? Uh, all right. <laughs> don't, don't forget the uh, Jason Garrett emergency podcast later on Friday. Yeah, right? Oh, well, uh, what do you – you know what? I don't need to ask you what you think about Jason Garrett. Do I? I don't know what they're doing. I, I don't know what he's doing. What it fire him? Wait until the Giants hire a coach. They don't want to lose Garrett to the Giants, so they're just going to wait until. Why the Giants would you not want to lose coach? Garrett to the Giants? It's Jerry. Let him have him. It's no, that's, Jerry. A, that's a good theory. I hadn't heard that one. I put uh, the, I threw that in in uh, Slack. I don't point. I don't buy that. I, I think he's trying to give him a, a a soft landing, like maybe give him a front office job or some sort. Some of the speculation. I just, yeah, I think he's worried that Garrett's brilliance will translate into a Super Bowl with the Giants. Doesn't he, he have, doesn't want him to, to does, go over he, there. or he has somebody already hired. Maybe. Why would like you? Matt, it, why would? I mean, if he had somebody hired, he would have done it already. Yeah, he, but it also means he doesn't then, have to rush to do it. Because then you lose. Then you get the Browns or, or doing their search, and they offer the guy twice as much. Well, not if he's already agreed to it. I mean, he's not going to look. He's probably got Nothing, somebody. Nothing's not. official until it's official. Yeah. Is it possible he has Matt Rule locked up and Matt Rule's like, I need to get through the weekend? Matt Rule is a Giants, a New Yorker. He was born and raised in New York City. He's a New Yorker. He worked for the Giants. He was on that staff way back in the day. I I think Matt Rule's going to the Giants. He's also a smart guy who knows the best place to win is probably Dallas. The only thing, I like Matt Rule. I think Matt Rule's a really good coach. The only thing, Matt Rule's whole thing is relationships and bonding, and you could do that more so with college players than you can with the NFL players. So it would be interesting to see how that translates on the next level. I mean, Pete level. Carroll did it. Yeah, but he was terrible. and uh, He was good in college. He was terrible the first time around the NFL. And then, yeah, you did it eventually. That pretty good. At, if you're that kind of coach, that's a pretty good blueprint to follow is whatever Pete yeah. Carroll's doing, except yeah. for managing the game in the, in the fourth yeah. quarter on the final drive. And you know what? Uh, my man, Matt Rule, punted down, uh, what, t- 13, fourth and three from the – Inside the fifty last night, so eight minutes. He might already be coaching this year. Yeah. Is what you're saying? I fell asleep before that happened. Yeah, sitting up on my couch. Well, you got asleep. tired of watching exhibition football. I like other bowl games. Watch the bowl game right now. Well, they don't mean anything. Here we go with Pete again. They well, don't mean anything. Was, can I block right, you from this podcast? Podcast. Okay, See ya. Right 
from producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo. Thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future. New documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.